0: Hello, I'm Anna Elliott and this is Blendle Handpicked. If you give me five minutes of your time, I'll give you three stories that stood out above all the rest this week. One story that really stood out this week was Vivian Yee's devastating on-the-ground report from Beirut, published in the New York Times. Yi was living there at the time of the explosions, and her first-hand account of the aftermath is an absolute must-read. Yi describes how the blast demolished her apartment, with shattered glass everywhere, and how she emerged with blood running down her face, dazed and disorientated, to see her neighborhood, before so graceful with its old Beirut architecture, looking like a war zone. The image Yi paints of other wounded people stumbling about outside is vivid, It transports you right to the scene. But the most striking thing about this piece is the sense of camaraderie and kindness that permeates it. Strangers help her like she's an old friend as she tries to make her way to the hospital. She's offered lifts through the streets, where glass is piled up and stranded cars block the route. Her wounds are tended and bandaged. This piece is a snappy three minutes, so I won't go on for too long about it here, but I can't recommend it enough. It's from last Wednesday's New York Times. My second pick today is a fascinating piece from Mandy Oaklander in Time magazine on some emerging scientific evidence on what dictates how long we sleep. Until recently, scientists thought that our bodies needed at least eight hours of sleep, and anyone who professed to need less was, at least scientifically, wrong. But new research is challenging that idea. In fact, one scientist quoted in this piece says, that's as crazy as saying everybody has to be 5 foot 10 inches tall. It's just not true. As Oaklander puts it, our internal body clocks vary so greatly that they could form the next frontiers of personalised medicine. There is a hope that, once our different body clocks have been decoded, treatments can be tailored to specific people that can help us get the most out of our sleeping and waking lives. The relatively new field of sleep genetics has demonstrated that certain genes are linked to naturally needing less sleep. Whereas before, doctors had assumed people who sleep less than others had insomnia, there's emerging evidence that these short sleepers actually have an edge over everyone else. Besides being more efficient at sleep, they tend to be more energetic and optimistic and have a higher tolerance of pain than people who need to spend more time in bed. Aside from being an interesting factoid, that information could help researchers develop tools to improve sleep efficiency in longer sleepers. There's lots of great up-to-date information in here on how circadian rhythms control the organs within our bodies and how much the rhythms can vary from person to person. That even has important implications for when we take medications. There's emerging evidence that some work better when taken at certain times of day, and exercise can have better results at certain times of day, too. To find out more about this fascinating subject that could soon play a much larger part in our health, Read the full six-minute piece from the latest issue of Time magazine. Last up, I've got a fierce, eye-opening report from Katrin Benhold in The New York Times on how neo-Nazi groups have infiltrated Germany's state institutions to a much larger extent than previously feared. In July, the government disbanded an entire company infiltrated by extremists in the nation's special forces, but the problem extends far beyond the military. For this story, Benhold interviewed several members of the far-right group Northern Cross. Members included a lawyer, a local politician, a doctor and police officers. According to an account one member gave the police, there was a plot three years ago to round up political enemies and murder them. The group had already purchased 30 body bags and more were on an order list. Their case will soon be brought to trial, but the group is one of many cells throughout the country now believed to be preparing for day X a mythical moment where society collapses and far-right extremists will be required to save themselves and the nation. Despite the elaborate and violent plots brought to light, these networks are rarely prosecuted aggressively, which Benhold says is tied to the fact that the police, the institutions supposed to be doing the investigating, have also been infiltrated by sympathisers. Benhold spoke extensively to Northern Cross members about their thorough preparations for Day X, the dangerous ideology they hold. And while it's eye-opening to hear these individuals be so open about their views, the real revelation here is just how many people there are in these networks and how far they permeate into society. This is only a taste of the full 12-minute investigation from last Sunday's New York Times. Thanks for joining me for this week's top stories. Check out the show notes for the links to the articles. And if you want to read more, you can go to blendle.com and subscribe to the Daily Digest newsletter, which we send out at 8 a.m. Eastern. If you want to get in touch with your thoughts on the show, you can email me at editorial at blendle.com and you can follow us on Twitter at blendle. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.